at the center of the universe. At the border between the light and the dark stands Castle Grayskull. For countless ages, the heroes of Grayskull have defended the universe against the forces of evil. Walk through the Hall of Living Pictures and learn the history and mystery of the masters of the universe. Dive deep into the mythology of Eternia, Etheria, and more. For those who know the stories of Grayskull will come the power. The power to be supreme. The power to be all-knowing. The power to be... Legends of Grayskull. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of Legends of Grayskull, the fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, the magic, and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Etheria, Nordor, Primus, New Adventures, Old Adventures, mini-comics, <clears throat> Ladybird books, UK annuals, golden books, anything and everything you can imagine with that He-Man, She-Ra, Princess of Power, Masters of the Universe, that Mattel logo down in the corner. I'm Matthew Duch. I'm here with Sean Skavarna. Sean, how are we doing tonight? I'm, I'm here. <laughs> it's that you, you and I have talked uh, privately. It's been a week and it's only Wednesday, but I am here. It is. I, I, I'm, I'm together enough to go. Let's do this. Let's talk some masters once more, like we always do each week. Let's so. do it. How right. about you? Yeah, you. I, I'm just going to throw this out there. You have been quite a lucky man in the last week with I, some of this I, stuff. I have been actually. I, I managed to. <laughs> To bolster my classics collection quite a bit. I got a wonderful birthday present from uh, Sean Scavarna over there. He sent me a Snake Armor He-Man, King Hiss 2-pack, <laughs> along with the uh, the Power of Fear comic uh, from MV Creations. Uh, so that was awesome. Uh, yeah, then I acquired Trap Jaw and a Sweet Bee and a Drag Store. And actually, just today... Nope. Nope. Did it come in? Did it come in today? Yeah. This, this is a, is a cr- oh I got a peekaboo. Oh, this isn't what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> You're just messing with me now. <laughs> oh man, I should have pre-colored stuff. Oh, there we go. Eh, I'm putting you on the spot. That's the problem. So <laughs> this is what happens, folks. Oh, packing peanuts. Who uses packing peanuts anymore? Crazy people. Crazy people and people that don't stop at stop oh. signs. <laughs> but yes, I managed to add a too bad to my ranks. Oh, there he is. Very nice. Very nice. Too bad is a great figure. He is. Very memorable from childhood. I can't make him punch himself anymore. But. Nice. Yes. So I've been I've been knocking out some heavy hitters here. Yeah, I'm I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud, especially for the one thing you you didn't say anything about that. I'm not gonna spoil that until you decide to spoil that. But no, I that one for me it was like, man, if I got even half of that kind of luck right about now. I don't like to count my chickens till they're hatched. Until it's here in my hand, there's always that part of me that's like, well, what could happen? But 
Oh, so when I when I got the one that I got, I I could give you a running list of by the second. Yeah. Here's all the things that could go wrong between the time that it leaves that guy's house till it gets to my door. You know, and the shield yeah. kind of clips on weird though, doesn't it? Yeah, the the shield is awkward on him. It's definitely oh, it's, not the typical shield. I get it. Got to get to his little fins there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that cool. But uh, he comes 2000 with that 2000 X, X uh, mace, the the double mace deal. Or uh, unless that's not a what? It, uh, it's al- basically a mace. Yeah, we always called it double mace. No one knows. So. Even when you ask the horseman, they're like, "Yeah, it just looked cool." So <laughs> it looks cool. Yeah, well, that's that's basically all that they. It's it's like, does it look cool? Same. Then just shut up. It's okay. Yeah. It looks awesome. Same thing so. with that with that spear trident thing that Whiplash came in. People have actually asked the horseman before. They're like, well, what was that supposed to be? And they're like, oh, yeah, I look cool. It's a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> but th- that's that's the beauty of what they do. Like, they could do that, and, and then someone else has to come up with, well, it, it, like, it, you know, Danielle uh, Galerter or Eric Marshall. Oh, like, yeah. Crap. What is this supposed to be now in the mythology? Because of the, they're doing all the bios for the the art, artifacts and the weapons and stuff like that. Now. It's like, what is this and what does it mean? Yeah, so, yeah. They just released the uh, Staff of Avion this week, the Filmation mm-hmm. version. So, yeah, fun job. But I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> well, like if if uh, that's that's the thing, like. I, I know Danielle said a few times if she could start it from scratch, she would do some things differently than what they established. And like, that would be the way I could handle it, I think. And I'm not going to even profess right. to being on that caliber. But if, if somebody goes, Hey, what would you do with this? I'd be like, I don't want to do anything of what they did. I can do it based on what I like yeah. and I'm good, you know, but <laughs> yeah, I'd have, to That's start. I'd, have to start with, I'd have to start from scratch with, no Mattel signing off. Just whatever I want to do, I get to do. I don't think well, they. Like would, our, I don't think they would agree. To here's that. three characters. Yes. <laughs> Basically, that would be our version of the bias. Here's three characters. Yep. This is what we like this week. We're good. <laughs> so. Exactly. Uh, but tonight, tonight, just a segue, I guess. Yes. To give a little segue tonight, we're talking about one character. We are. We're and taking we're, a little we're, little break from the norm here. Uh, but yeah. right quick before you get to that. I sure. did want to throw out here, um, mainly because I have not heard back from them yet, but I did uh, run the giveaway, like I promised I would, for the Funko uh, Slime Pit He-Man and the Triclops, uh, the Pop, the convention, Summer Convention Exclusives. Um, so I want to give a big shout-out officially on the show, uh, J.D. Gibson and White Dragon Films. You were our winners. Uh, and I don't remember which one won which, but you each won one of them. Uh, so please, guys, uh, hit me up. Send a message, a PM, something. Claim your figure. It's yours. Don't even have to pay for shipping. I ship it out to you. So um, if you want to see the gi- if you want to see the giveaway, I did run it live there on the YouTube channel. Um, but I didn't release it as as an episode like on the audio or anything. So guys, if you're only listening to the audio now. I figure you might not have uh, seen that you won. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, get in contact with me. Uh, drop a comment down below and we can chat or, you know, hop over to the Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash legends of Grayskull. So congrats to both of you. Congratulations. 
So yes, tonight we're going to take a break from the norm. Shawnee, what are we doing tonight? Well, tonight we are going to talk about one character, and this is something that we're going to try to do from time to time just to mix it up a little bit, and we're going to start with the big boss of it all. We're going to talk about He-Man tonight. He-Man. Just in general. We Basically, uh, Matt and I have been talking, and the thing is, there's different interpretations, different versions of these characters, and we kind of want to just spotlight mm-hmm. what the different versions of them are, and even talk about, you know, why a certain version might mean more to us than a different version of it, or whatever, and uh, there could be some arguments. There could be some agreements. We'll see what happens. So <laughs> we'll go from there. There aren't many arguments with us, so it, it will be a, amazing if that happens. That's I'll just funny. Say I, much, actually, but... I actually thought there would be more than we've had. <laughs> and that's uh, nothing I, I don't That's know. nothing against my co-host. <laughs> I just know that we have two very different backgrounds. We love a lot of different things about the Masters universe, but as we're finding out, we have a, we seem to have a lot more in common than we do differences. But yes, I, I thought we would butt heads a little bit more than we have. And uh, for the most part, we're on the same page. Almost. I think even our last few reviews, I've been re-listening, I think our last few reviews have all been, we've even given them the same score. Like, that's how boring yeah. we've become. <laughs> well, we're, I think I think part of that is we're both going to things that we both know there is a certain amount of uh, for both of us. There's something about it that resonates when we start getting into some of the ones where either I'm going to be like, you're making <laughs> me watch this or vice versa. Yep, I yep. think that's where it's going to turn a little more interesting. And unfortunately, <laughs> we haven't given anybody the taste of that yet. So here we are, 11 episodes, technically, the half episodes, not you know, yep, yep, yep. in the mix there or whatever, but, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going strong with being positive, but there will be a point where I'm sure we're going to go, that just doesn't work for me. And I don't want to hear anymore. About it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so, good. It could be tonight. That's it could good. be tonight. Cause there are definitely, that's the thing about He-Man is, uh, you know, for some people like me, He-Man is the barbarian from a tribe mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. might add a little something to the mix from either filmation 2000 X to make it, this is my take on it. Right. To somebody like Matt, it could be, you know, Filmation is the heart and soul of your foundation of He-Man. Right. And there could be other elements that you're fine with. But that's something that I always thought was interesting about, you know, like um, like someone like you. And, and honestly, uh, listening to Rose Google, I know you and Val are similar in that way where <laughs> your foundation starts out with Filmation. Yep. It does. You're those guys. And, you know, for me, it's it's like I can't picture loving this without the way that I started it in that way. Because yep. for me, it's like, you know, you started out with all that mystery and the epicness of the Rudy Obrero uh, illustrations and the paintings and stuff like that. And then when you turn into filmation, you're like – what? Like, where, where did that come from? You know? It's like, that's, this is yep. out of left field and it's not even the same game. It's like, this is a game down the street we're playing. Where, where did this come from? But yeah. So, but the, the thing about it, no matter what is it, there's nothing, there's nobody who's wrong or right. No. It's, this is how you're introduced to it. Yep. And at the so. end of the day, I think we can all agree that each version you don't look at any of the versions and and not see some semblance of He-Man. That's at least the good thing. Um, 
no matter where they've taken him at this core, you can still see the strengths, the beliefs, and generally the same skill set. Amplified a bit here and there, but for the most part, he stayed pretty good over the years. So mm-hmm. let's let's jump over here. So this is from. I borrowed some images here from uh, from the character compendium and world guide, and then I've also got some coming up from the Power and the Honor Foundation book. Uh, both very good books. Ugh, and I grabbed the wrong one first. So, I really, I actually really like that image of him, even though it is a really like, nice one. You know, the the barbarian version is always there for me, but that one just is like. That's happy. I just like that image. That's a cool image of him. Yeah, and I'm not <laughs> sure where that's from because they don't say what every image is from, and I don't recognize that um, right off the top no, of my head. I've never seen it. Um, but it is a very nice one. Um, so He-Man, his titles are the most powerful man in the universe, Master of Eternity, Champion of Eternia, other names, Prince Adam, his affiliations are with the Heroic Warriors, the Masters of the Universe, the Galactic Guardians, and the Galactic Protectors. So basically two groups with four different names because of copyright issues and uh, <laughs> other things. <laughs> I'm just picturing it like, we're, we're the Guardi- Galactic Guardians. I thought you were this the other thing last week. <laughs> copyright infringement. Copyright. <laughs> Don't talk about it. We don't talk about this. Uh, his weaponry throughout the years, he's had the sword of power, he's had a battle axe, a shield, and he's had one half of the power sword. Uh, special abilities, superhuman strength, superhuman agility, swordsmanship, telepathy, martial arts, and hand-to-hand combat. And here again, that's that's like the general in the Compendium and World Guide. They always have this general roundup of kind of all the different canons. So, like Master yeah. of Eternity, that's from the Eternity War, the DC series, you know. So, there is some blending there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that that's He-Man. That's generally, that's your basis of He-Man there. Or at least most of those parts have to be there. And then I wanted to take a step back even farther before we talk about He-Man and go into some of the the, the behind-the-scenes the creating of He-Man because I feel that definitely has a place in here. Yep, and he's got his... Uh, there we go. His Vicron. Vicor. Vic- Vicor, and then, and then just to compliment him. Thankfully, these will not rip each other apart if you put them next to each other, unlike the creators. (laughs) (laughs) Vicron and Vicor. There we go. Both leading up to the concepts of He-Man here. And this one here that I've got here, this is the drawn of Torak, the hero of prehistory. And this was Mm -hmm. actually um, Mark Taylor, the artist behind the initial He-Man concept drawings, He's been drawing Torax since he was 12 years old. Um, and this was one he did in 1979 that he had hanging up at his desk while he was working at Mattel. Um, so it kind of influenced, you know, uh, creating a boy's toy line around a barbarian. You can even see he's got a skeletal being in the back there, you know, monsters mm-hmm. attacking. So... 
Uh, it was an important point, and this is this is one that I know Roger Sweet um, saw hanging up, and that's why he, him and Mark Taylor started working together on developing a toy line that would eventually become He-Man. So, yeah, and I'm not going to dig all into that history. It's out there yeah, if anybody <laughs> wants to see it, because we're talking about the character here. So, yeah, um, yeah, and. Uh, um, I, I'll just, here we go. I'm throwing out, um, throwing out a yep. thing. Uh, this past week, uh, the council, the first one we got to actually talk to, well, we, in the last two episodes, we talked to both Roger Sweet and we talked to Mark Taylor and Rebecca Taylor. And, um, the take that he had on the Torak character, I think is fun. In, oh, in a certain way, because his version was basically, here's this hero character, he'll show up, his way of settling arguments is I'll beat the crap out of anybody until they're just beaten to crap. Yep. <laughs> it's like, that works. <laughs> so Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not the typical He-Man, the mm. way that we would have viewed him in, in that take. No, um, it's a barbarian. It's, it's, he, yes. it's Conan, <laughs> it's, you know... It's it's grim. It's it's beat him up. Yep. So and no power of gray skull. Nope. No using magic to help himself be modified or enhanced. It's just here's this tough guy basically. Mm-hmm. So um, and then from that is where they kind of work together and they created the, the infamous trio here. I've got the prototypes. Sean's got the the classics released figure there. Which they did a pretty bang up job on him, really. Um, they should have used real fur on him, though. That would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I I gotta admit, for for him being just this concept character they came out with, yeah. There was this one point where I just got to, I said I gotta have him on my shelf because there again it was the the history of the character absolutely that for me it, like like Vicor it was the same thing but Vicor is the greatest Conan character that never was Conan you know <laughs> yep. and this this for me is just this is like the first steps to creating a character that resonated with me for pretty much all of my life at this point since I was like four and I discovered the line absolutely. Yeah, and this this is where, you know, Roger Sweet and Mark Taylor, they present three different ideas, the Barbarian, the Military Guy, and the Future Space Guy. Luckily, they yeah. went with the Barbarian because <laughs> I just, I don't see the other two having the staying power that He-Man has enjoyed over all these years. Um, Can you imagine the tank? I guess, what, his name's Tank Top now? I mean, it, it is like, now. I, guess I don't think he Tank had... Head. Well, I think he would have just been He-Man. I mean, that's the thing. They were Probably. all they were all He-Men at this time. It was showing like mm-hmm. you could take. It's supposed to be like a big gym kind of thing, like where you can buy the figure, but he can be all these different things. Yeah, um, and it. I'm I'm glad so. that, like you said, I'm glad they went with what they went with yeah. because I just can't picture. <laughs> Especially the tank one, yeah, yeah that the, the center point of any kind of a line that you're going to have for kids to get involved with. Because even like I could, I could definitely let my imagination go a little crazy with stuff. But having that be the main character of an entire thing is, I yeah. I couldn't do that. I couldn't even picture that. Yeah, I don't. Just that design. Space, the space guy, Space Ace, is probably my second favorite there. I. 
Sure. And I like what, what they've done with him in the bios. We talked about that if, uh, quite a few episodes ago, what Danielle did in his bio. And that was fun. But mm-hmm. like but like you said, I still don't see him as a main character. Like, he's, I don't know, he, yeah, he's I mean, just it, too it's, generic it's like, spaceman. You know, who knows what they would have evolved him into, but... It, the thing about it, like, the more I, th- I look at that, I actually think to myself, it would be kind of fun to just have them be this crazy trio that walks around in a tourney <laughs> and gets into fights. Because, you know? like, it, like, there's an element of um, a fearless photog to yeah. Tankhead, you yeah. know? And then there's an element of, you know, a Stratos slash Sky High to the the other option. And then you have your Barbarian one. It's kind of like... You have the military, you got the sci-fi, you got the barbarian. It's like, I don't know. I, I, I'd almost wish they'd introduce them in as like a three, like oh, a three set oh, of bounty hunters, almost like they did Tuvar and Badra, yeah. you know, with uh, 2000X maybe, just to have a nod at them. Kind of like the, uh, uh, who are those guys from the Thor comics? Uh, oh, the uh, the Warriors 3. The Warriors 3, yes, um, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. these guys could be like an elite task force or something <laughs> that Randor brings in to do this. And it's like Tankhead's just walking into things all the time, and he gets mad at it and just blows it up because it's like, he, why not? He's got a head that has a freaking gun turret on it. Why not? And he would too. But, uh, I can hear it now. He'd have that like he'd have that that 2000 X Rayman voice, that big beefy. Oh, guys, what's going on? You know, like, exactly. Oh, I'm gonna eat or, stuff. Or the worst like, thing that they could do is he actually uses his gunfire to talk so he's like oh, Chewbacca but he's like horribly demolishing of everything <laughs> oh, that'd be he just blew up two houses what does that mean yes he blows up one house no and that's pretty much all you get out of it oh god <laughs> it's like this is the beginnings of man of steel oh my god think of all the people he's destroying just by talking to everyone <laughs> Yeah. So, oh, that's a whole other conversation. So, like anyway. we said, we're thankful that we went barbarian. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and so here's 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 another concept drawing from earlier in there. Uh, you can see where they're refining it. He's lost uh, lost the cape, keeping the helmet. It's a little bit different. I even got that. The the helmet stuff still uh, like. I, I don't I, I guess it was a, a staple of the time because like you know in the the Frazetta <laughs> illustrations and the paintings there was usually the he or Conan had yep. the horn helmet and all that and it's like I look at the helmet concepts on these and I'm just like it works so much better with the way He Man is no helmet right. you just have the hair flowing good to go because like even on the the Vicron figure. It's like, what did he get drunk and steal the chalice and just put it on yeah. his head? And say, I'm the king, you know. <laughs> There's just, I, I don't get that. I, I, I'm so glad they moved away from it. And I definitely like the Vicor helmet better than oh, yeah. this yeah. one when they started doing the two horns on the side and everything. And it actually like sat on his head rather than mm-hmm. these. Like you said, these are perched oddly on top of like it. Like, you think that piece coming down would actually go between his eyes, like, as a nose guard, but it doesn't. It sits yeah. up higher, so. But, yeah, yeah, and this is one that uh, Mark Taylor did in 1981 uh, when they were getting ready to do the prototypes for the actual figure. Um, there's another one. A little more, little more. Here's where they switched the two horns on the helmet. That's why I, yeah. I put that one in there. 
But yeah, here you can see we're getting closer to He-Man. He's got the boot knife. He's got the he's got the shorter loincloth. His axe and shield look more like the toys. And actually, yeah. that helmet that was on the prototype until almost right before production. I mean, mm-hmm. we were so close to getting that helmeted He-Man. Uh, I know they even did some of the tests. Uh, footage and stuff with it on there. I think even the first test group with the kids had, you know, he was still wearing the helmet. And for some reason at the last minute, they're like, nope, take that off. Once again, thankfully. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Like, in, in, in a really roundabout way, that little element changes him a bunch. Yeah. You know, like, if you have a horn helmet on him, that for me is just, it's a given. This guy is a barbarian. Yeah. There's no way around it. Like you c- couldn't turn him into a superhero. It's a sign of that to me. Absolutely. But when you whittle it down to what we got, that it's a utilitarian design that you have for He-Man. Then there isn't the, the helmet to just constantly shackle him to the barbarian aesthetic. It's the loincloth and the boots and the sword and the ax that mm-hmm. do it. But that helmet would have just been, nope, you can't translate that any further than it's barbarian, in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, what do I get? Oh, I got this cool one. I just like this one. And I don't think it gets shown enough. It's uh, it's more the Vicron, or Vicor, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's uh, him fighting a giant lizard. Um, yeah, it's, it's a more streamlined Vicor, brandishing a sword and fighting a large reptilian creature. Uh, he's been redesigned. He no longer has the cape and the horns on his helmet are gone. Uh, and he's, he gets the armlets. So this is after that first Vicron, Vicor. Oh my God. I can never get these two right. They really (laughs) needed to get more distinct names when they finally released them. (laughs) So this is after that initial, uh, Vicor drawing, which is what your toys based on, you know, when everybody knows, um, and and yeah, this could have been for possibly that lizard could have been an oversized beast toy that they were proposing, or we just Mark trying to show like the kind of world that these characters inhabit. They're not really sure at this point. Um, that you can see where in uh, Vicor's even not cut off the lizard's tongue, which would have been a pretty neat toy there too. If he mm-hmm. had like this giant lizard with a bendable tail that, and then his tongue can like snap into two pieces, like. Well, heck, that could have been some of the first Build-A-Figures you just have. Like, yeah. his arms and legs just come off, depending what mood you're in that day for when he fights them, you know? I mean, oh, yeah. we had those, um, uh, 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 what the hell, Wampas or whatever. Yeah, or, the Wampas. Uh, the uh, the mm-hmm. Wampas for Star Wars. But what, what were the, uh, I'm feeling really stupid now, was it, the the things that uh, Han and Luke were on in Empire. Um, the Tauntauns? Tauntauns, thank you. The yep. Tauntauns. And we have the, the one where the, the belly slit so you can store Luke in there like in the movie. It's like <laughs> yep. they, they could have been doing stuff like that with Masters all along with some of these creatures and make it like, yeah, here's a shadow beast with a stomach with a slit in it because, yeah. <laughs> well, and, that, and that's it. It's like I got uh, – I know your son does too. I've seen your you post about it, but my son has this uh, – Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, whatever they're calling the franchise now. T Rex, that like the you have one. a little handle. Yeah, you have like a handle for his head, and he can like go down. And he can like eat the figures and like swallow yep. them. Like, 
and, and things like that. I know they had some of that when when we were growing up too. It's like those were always like the coolest toys, like Definitely. where a creature could eat a figure. And uh, that's one thing, you know. Masters, did, did, here's my here's my first tangent of the episode, here, guys, because this leads into it perfectly. And I've said this for years. The Vintage Masters line, they did awesome play sets, awesome vehicles. They didn't do any beasts. Yeah. Like, and that, it's crazy that they didn't. I mean, this giant lizard would have been awesome. Like you said, why did we never have Shadow Beasts? Why, you know, yeah. characters like Mulcrom and Colossor and, like, you know, even just generic stuff like giant lizards and, you know, give us a giant... Uh, you know, bat or something. I mean, anything really. Yeah, it's it's. Well, I, I, that's what I brought up in that uh, when we did our our three character thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, how have they never had a giant bat as a a, a right. beast that either Skeletor or somebody would or Hordak or somebody. I know Hordak and Mantisor, yep. but it's like, you know, how is it nobody in 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 the symbol sim the symbolism? I guess yep. is the best term. It's like you have a snake symbol, mm-hmm. you have the the bird symbol for the sorcerers, technically for the good guys, mm-hmm. but then you have the bat symbol for both Hordak, and you have it on Skeletor's yep. armor. How is that never used as mm-hmm. anything representation of a of a beast that you could ride? But we have battle yeah. bones, and we had all this other stuff. Yeah. Like, but where's this? Uh, where the bat? Like, why? Why was there never this huge bat god that yeah. they you know fly around on him or something? And that's what I mean. Just just creatures is what I mean because they sure. had, you know obviously they had you know swift wind and arrow and you know mantisaur and like the cats. Mm-hmm. But I mean like just like just a giant monster. Like who mm-hmm. does? What kid doesn't want a giant monster? And this line lends itself to that. And you can see in these early drawings that even. Even Mark Taylor was like, "Yeah, this is the kind of world." Mm-hmm. And all the, all those creatures on all the 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 William George box art and everything. Like, why did they never release like these little pterodactyls and little lizards and stuff like that? Like, I would have ate that up as a kid, you know. Same here. But but that's that's my tangent. But yeah, even at the early stages here, you can see the world that they were trying to create for He Man. For He Man, yeah. So, so that's, that's kind of the early stage stuff. Like I said, I just wanted to kind of go over that a little bit to begin with here. Um, I just, I just felt this was the right time to do it and get some of those pieces out there. Sure. Um, so now going chronologically, which seems like the best way, uh, let's talk a little bit about our, our first He-Man here. Um, and that's the first mini comic I got. You take this away, Sean. (laughs) <laughs> introduce this guy to us what makes what well, makes him special this guy did not have the power of grayskull this guy was basically just a tough guy that always found himself having to go on missions to defend castle grayskull because skeletor just wanted to get in again and um he was the strongest in his tribe and he ended up doing a good deed by saving a goddess along the way after he left his tribe. And she bestows on him the power garments, weaponry, and even the, uh, I guess it turns into later on the jet sled. But mm-hmm. um, you have ram. that vehicle, the, yeah, the, the front of the battle ram and stuff. And um, 
yeah, he, he was he was basically a sarcastic and slightly uh, he'd have his moments like he yeah. wasn't he wasn't like a true blue golden boy. He he definitely he, he'd have a bit of an ego. He'd have a little bit of um, uh, it, he he'd be the guy that you'd want on your side. But when the fighting was over, he would just want to go off and do his own thing. And he wasn't really a. You know, happy person in that way—the way that I always viewed him. But the the thing that that always drew me to that character, and this is something I, I've been planning to say on this episode since we talked about. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Is what I liked about that version of him quite a lot was when I was a kid. My two favorites uh, when it came to characters were He Man and Superman. And like when we got into filmation and I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but when we got into filmation with the brand, there was always a sense of it had that Superman vibe to it for me. Like there was always that I've got your back. I'm here to keep you safe. I'm here to help. And, and that I think was a great thing to have for the kids getting into the line for the simple fact that, you know, it's always good to show that the hero would be a good person to whoever is, is rallying behind him and all that stuff. But I think the reason I love this version of it is it is opposite of how Superman was. It made him a little more of just, he's this lone hero going and doing these adventures. And he wasn't like Conan where he was, you know, he was a thief and he was this barbarian going and killing people, slicing their heads off and stuff. And he wasn't womanizing, but he definitely had an element of he's still this wandering hero character that probably is not as charismatic as Filmation eventually became. No, for sure. He, it set himself apart. Yeah. No, he, he was he was definitely a good guy. But yeah, he was he was quick to anger, he was quick to judge. He, you know, and, and and like you said, he, it was a post-apocalyptic world. Um, the power sword was split into two halves, and it was him versus Skeletor trying to gain access into Castle Grayskull. It wasn't even his safe haven. You know, it was it was up for grabs completely. A remnant of the Great Wars, and one of them was going to be able to combine the, the swords and gain access and become king of Castle Grayskull. And, and He-Man never even really seemed much interested in that. He was interested in t- stopping Skeletor, but he wasn't necessarily interested in being king, even though obviously we all saw where the story was going, and he would eventually yeah. be the one to sit on the throne. Um, but yeah. yeah, like you said, it's, it's very different. And for me, like I've said before, I started with Filmation, this world I discovered in my teens, it's it's very different and it is very unique. I will definitely mm-hmm. give it that. Um, like I said, I, I and I still would have liked to this day. I kind of would have liked to see how they would have uh, included the wave two and beyond into this world. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, definitely. I mean, wave two. I guess you could say the Texera mini comics were kind of in the same vein. But even to me, they still felt worlds apart. It was a much more civilized Eternia by the time we got there, to me. Um, Yeah. Whereas here, like, you literally have He-Man leaving a jungle tribe. There's no sort of 
royalty. There's no sort of ruling party. It's all just these little tribes trying to survive a day longer. Um, yep. You know, he meets Man Arms and Tila who help him, but even they really don't have any greater affiliation. Same thing. They're just trying. They're just Man Arms just roams the countryside, just trying to do good. And when he meets up with He Man, he helps him with weaponry and vehicles and stuff. But it, it's not that tight knit family like Filmation gave us. The I, it's a sparse world, and that's the thing. I, mm-hmm. I think the thing about it that I'm always going to get drawn to is the sparseness only left a whole lot of spaces for imagination to pour into as a kid yeah. playing with the line. Because when when I got introduced to the to the whole concept of Masters and the concept of He Man, there was this feeling of this is anything goes in whatever my mind is going to come up with in this line. And that's part of why I think I keep getting drawn back to that early era, era, sorry, Mm -hmm. not error. It wasn't an error (laughs) to the early era because once certain things get knuckled down, there's an element to me of, I lose a certain amount of interest in it because then suddenly you have to do chapter and verse going forward of all of this stuff. And in, in that original era of playing, there was this feeling of, well, He-Man could go up against whatever I want him to go up against and stuff. And there was no rules and you could come up with your own. And then, you know, it's like out of any of the toy lines from the eighties, this is the one that lends itself to me the most to it's open concept. Just run with it. Here's, here's this, Here's this hero with blonde hair that, as as Eamon once said on on Rose Kubo, here's a hero that looks like life, and here's this villain that looks like death. Run yeah. with the idea from there, and you know those Rudy Obrera paintings, the the mini comics, it all painted this world of you don't know what's in the darkness. Let that be yours. Own this. Make it scary, but make He Man fight that crap because you're not afraid of it anymore because He Man's here, you know, and that that just it galvanized me loving this stuff when I was a kid for that reason. Oh yeah, I completely agree. And that's what I was saying. I'd love to see where they would have taken it, how they would have implemented sure. some of these, some of these crazier warriors and everything, you know, into they, the, into the mythos, you know? So it would have been scarier. Probably. It's just as possible. it is spitballing. They would, they would have probably yeah. been a lot spookier or scarier. And I would be curious, like if somebody wanted to do a whole mini comic thing from yep. here out, like we talked about it with the we multiverse have. book, yep. you know, it's like if somebody wanted to do that and just say, well, this is like the mini comic version of too bad. This is the mini comic version, like the, the first four mini comics of here's what Fisto would have been like. Here's what too bad stink or what I, I'd mm-hmm. eat that up just going, how yep. would they do it? That would be fun, you know. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be a fun yeah. sandbox to play in, you know. We, sure. We've got, I brought up here, you know, the DC comics, which is very much kind of the continuation of that. But even then, they started introducing some of the royal family elements and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if someone just wanted to jump on and and start off, like we said in our multiverse review, we talked about it a little bit in, when we talked about two issues of DC comics so far. Go check those out. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love to see somebody. If you wanted to go, I think the universe is big enough for, you know, multiple storylines. So if someone wanted to go back and continue on with this early Eternia, the post-apocalyptic Great Wars, 
have at it. Like, that would be mm. amazing to see He-Man grow his side and Skeletor grow his side in this Eternia. So Definitely. Um, and then from there... Here we are. Our classic here. <laughs> it's, it's that old meme where they go, they say pictures don't have... You can't hear pictures. Um, but every time I see a picture like this with He-Man during the transformation sequence, I hear it in my head. I oh, I do. Sean. Yeah. <laughs> And and I'm not gonna it, again. Here we go. I'm not gonna fight you on this one uh, uh-huh. with some of this stuff. Um, there there's still parts of it that that don't work as much as the originals for me. But mm-hmm. there there's always something primal and amazing about the like in in all of the cartoons that I could think of when I was a kid. There would be that moment in it where that would be the part, point of the show where you knew something great was about to happen. And this right. was the show to kind of start the ball rolling in that because I don't know anybody who liked the mini comics that still wouldn't appreciate the moment with Prince Adam taking the, that typical pose <laughs> and you hear the, the, the sound effect of the sword being drawn and mm-hmm. all hell breaking loose from the power sword from that point. So absolutely. So now we get to the next big iteration of E-Man and that is the filmation animated series. Yeah. Um, here He-Man starts the, the secret identity process. He's really Prince Adam. He transforms using the Sword of Power. Uh, the good guys have control of Grayskull. The Sorceress guards it. This is the canon that I think is universally the most known and remembered. Um, yep. so, I mean, it was just... It, it's, it's what launched He-Man into the... Or Masters of the Universe into the billion-dollar brand that it still is to this day. Um, and like I said, this was my first introduction to He-Man along with the toys. Um, you've got the tight-knit royal family, some good values. But like Sean said, you never, re- you always felt like they, it was always kind of safe. Um, you never really felt like in this universe that He-Man or anybody was really going to, going to be down for long, you know, or they were going to lose or anything. Yeah. So. But it's a product of the time. It 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 introduced some of the friendlier aspects of it. It you know Orko, um, lots. It introduced some comedy into the world, which they needed for the for the kids watching it. You know, Lusheimer and everyone behind it was very much you know looking at the kids how they could help use this show to help teach the kids good lessons and you know. And values and all that. So, and it shows through. It's what makes it hard for a lot of people to watch it nowadays. But I think even as you and I have proven, Sean, there's a lot of good episodes in there. There's a lot of good story content in there. Well, there definitely is. And I, here's the thing, like, uh, again, you know, I'm, I'm always saying this. So I'm not going to say it. It, it. Like, Filmation, I grew up with it. It was definitely... Uh, you know, every day at three o'clock, I had to be home to make sure I could watch the newest episodes and stuff. But I think the one thing that Filmation did in spades to help me in liking Masters was my mom would watch it with me and see what they were teaching you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in that way, I still give it respect for that reason because I'm sure my collection when I was a kid wouldn't have blossomed to what it became by the time that, you know, the 87 movie hit and I had all, almost all those figures and, you know, it, she was watching and she would watch like the, the, um, 
uh, as a quest for Tila, you know, mm-hmm. like some of those episodes where she would watch it and it would resonate with her. Yeah. So she'd see, Hey, there's some heart and some, some meat to these stories that it made her even sit there and go, this is kind of cool. Like she's watching these tales and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I give props for that no matter what, because it introduced her to go, well, I know what you're watching at least here's a new figure because this is the newest one that comes out. And I know, you know there, there's something to it more than just here's a barbarian killing everybody, which is what she thought the line was when it first came out. So, yeah, no, they did a good job. He man here, he's got, uh, you know, gone is the quick to anger. Gone is the sarcasm. He, he does show quite a bit of humor. Uh, you know, he makes fun of his villains. He, he, you know, he takes jabs at Orko and his friends uh, uh, he's mm. he's the Boy Scout He Man. He's the Superman He Man. They put his power level up up a level yeah. here, where instead of just being a strong man with slightly amplified powers, he's a super human being here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he 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 can run fast. He can you know super breath. He can unspin tornadoes. It's some of the stuff he did was a little too over the top, but, uh, yeah, just a bit, but I, I don't know. Like here, here's the thing. And, and, and it all boils down to this. Like every, every day when I would sit there and watch that show, no matter what insanity they would make him do, like <laughs> throw castle Grayskull into outer space or whatever, I mean, or, or like, I still love the one where, oh, they have to make it, you know, evil. So they have to make it snow. So he's just going to go to the ice mountains and throw a piece of ice in the air and hope for the, and what else like, would you what do? Are, well, <laughs> the thing I love about that, it's like, I, I was watching it recently and just going, that it, that's not how it works, but at the, yeah, whatever. Um, it's like they have three, three sorcerers. They can't make it like, just do a, a spell to make it snow. No, no it's nope, ice. From the ice, ice yep. <laughs> but, but the thing is like, you know, you have that basis of the mini comic he man and all that stuff, which I'm sure probably would have made more kids bullies than heroic. Yeah. And you have this, you know, this character of Prince Adam, who he he's a hero, but he doesn't let that out as often. He lets He-Man pretty much do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But there is something that I'm always going to say. There's something magical about that transformation that is always going to just make me go, I'm not going to be able to be as angry about filmation because that <laughs> moment is such a huge, like, like it, to this day, I grin like an idiot when that moment happens. And I get chills when it happens because um, it is that whole moment of the hero has to rise to confront a challenge. Yeah. And, you know, like as a kid, he, out of all of the heroes that I got to see besides Superman with the ripping open the shirt and the S coming through, it's like him and it, the two of them were right there for me is this is these heroic moments and these heroic theme songs that kick in and they make you as a kid feel like you're going to lift a car. You know, right. like they they imbue you with the, those kind of moments and power just from the the sheer wonder and excitement of those moments. And you know, I will never ever fault filmation for that. I actually thank filmation for that because um, yeah. I can't imagine my childhood without 
hearing myself scream by the power of grayskull at the top of my lungs, hoping to God that was the day that the lightning would mm-hmm. surge down my plastic sword, you know, <laughs> and like all of a sudden here I am a 25 year old muscle bound warrior in my backyard. You know? And that was, and that was it. That's what they made you believe they, you know, that anybody could come up and become a hero. You know, you see Prince mm-hmm. Adam change into all powerful He-Man, but he, but then at the same time, he's still a good guy. Like he, mm-hmm. he'd give you the the power harness off his back if he needed to. I mean, he's, he's yeah. This is the he man who he's gonna he's gonna give up his life to save an animal that's trapped. You know, he's he's just he's just like I said, he's the boy scout. He's the do gooder. He made you feel good. He made you feel safe. So sure, uh, it's it, definitely an important stop along the way here. Oh yeah, I mean. Uh, just a, a quick little sidebar, like the Eternity War, the yep. and all that stuff that that DC had out of, uh, recently. Mm-hmm. There's and, and spoilers to anybody who hasn't read it. So just you know, fast if you, forward. If you haven't read it, you should have. <laughs> it's a exactly. quite a good series. No matter what that first mini series that led into it leads you to believe, just muscle through that. Uh, pick up with where the Horde invades Eternia there in the DC run and continue on from there. You will That's enjoy it. Stuff. You will thank me. Come back when you're done with that. We don't want to see you until then. Yeah, so. basically. <laughs> we will time you. Okay, this is the longest podcast ever. <laughs> so, all right. Um, the the one thing about that ending that I get chills with is because of what Filmation set the groundwork of the moment with, with he man, he's down there crafting the new sword, Mm -hmm. crafting the new power sword. But instead of him saying, this is his, he holds it out to the reader. And as a reader, if you're invested in that, there is something so magical about just seeing that final page where he says, you have the power. And it's like, that's what you wanted every day of the week, watching that show. And here it is, you know, and, it's like that that little line means so freaking much and it's all because of that character and, and all because what, of the heroic feats he'd do each day. And that's what I say about by the time they finished Eternity War, they finally got it. It took a little bit for for DC yeah. to figure out He-Man. But by the end of it they found it. They even they though it's a very did. different story than Filmation or the early mini comics or anything else, they mm-hmm. By the end of it, they figured out the characters finally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and then at that, and and you know, not to anger any fans, but you know, <laughs> Sean and I both agreed that we're going to hit for like He Man's a character you're going to do a spotlight on. You could spend hours, days, because there's been so much. So tonight. We're hitting the main stops on He-Man. This is a character that will be revisited again. Um, you know, we just felt it was right to start with He-Man as our first character spotlight. Um, so we're just hitting the the bullet points here because there's just too mm-hmm. much to cover. I mean, he's got, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven pages in the compendium. And that's just, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's just... Uh, you know, condensed stuff. That's not even getting yeah. into the nitty gritty like we like to do. So we said we'll just kind of take broad strokes. We'll hit the major points. So, mm. new adventures fans, we will get to you. We promise. <laughs> uh, 
But for now, we're going to talk about the 2000X yeah. He-Man, the MYP He-Man, <laughs> which Sean That's has his nice uh, kit my bash custom there. He-Man. Actually, that, but... that, and that's actually the, the armor and the axe from the actual and, 2000X figure. And the shield. I, the shield fell off, so is. I'll just put that in there, too. But, yeah. That armor that's... actually works a lot better on the classics figure than I ever thought it would. The only problem with it is the the little uh, points here, and I've been yeah. seeing different customizers doing different things to hide those. I'm not really prepared to do anything with that, but... Yeah, I mean, when I put this on, the only thing left is, like, if I decided to do the loincloth for him. Yeah. And it just, <laughs> for me, like, when when you when you put that all, whole thing together, there is just something about how the horsemen put the best of the old, but then having a new slant to that design. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. It, he, he's got a little more of that, like, wandering adventurer look to him compared to like filmation having more of like the cleaner lines and stuff. Absolutely. And that's a huge part of why the 2000 X thing just, it works for me like that. <laughs> so yeah, I really love that angle. And so, so in 2000 X and I got this, I had to dig this up. I'm actually going to make this a little bit bigger here. Cause I love this poster. This came out one of the comic cons before, uh, the series came out. This is by Ken Kelly. Uh, it's a nice poster here. Very, uh, I moved me instead. Very that barbaric. Was one of the, uh, yeah, yeah, and that was on the PlayStation 2 game. The PlayStation 2 game. wasn't released in America. <laughs> it was not. It was Europe only. It was done and they never got it over here. But yeah, he, uh, it's very barbaric, very. You know, Battle Cat's very ferocious. Um, he had a very filmation grayskull and a very interesting snake mount. And we still speculate to this day that he actually saw Viper Tower from the Eternia playset instead of Snake Mountain as reference stuff. But there's no uh, truth. I, I don't think there's been any confirmation of that necessarily. Hmm. But, uh, but yeah, it was it was a new era of He-Man, which we've talked before about how excited we were all were for this. You can check it out back in episode one of ours. Yeah, we covered the beginning and we talked about everything leading up. So we'll just talk about He-Man here. But this poster got you excited. Um, yeah, it's taking He-Man back to his. It's very much the barbarian filmation He-Man uh, updated. Uh, yeah. They they finally give a concrete backstory to how Adam first got the power sword. Uh, once again, we covered that in episode one of Legends of Grayskull, so go watch that. <laughs> um, and actually, even coming up, when the cartoon was getting ready to be released, they took this poster and they came out with, uh, Mike Young made a cartoon version of it here mm-hmm. with the cartoon Skeletor He-Man. Battle Cat again with his mask off, even though... Well, actually, I think we saw him a couple times without his mask. Yeah, off. that happened once or twice, but not very often. Not very often. Uh, but uh, here again, this is a He-Man that transforms from Adam with the power of Grayskull. Uh, Castle Grayskull is protected by the Sorceress, very much the the home of the good guys under their control. Um, we get they flesh out the backstories of a lot of characters. Is basically what they did. Um, but He-Man, nice. He-Man himself underwent the biggest 
redesign, I feel, in this series. As far as his looks, um, they made him much more... I don't, know, I don't even know how I want to say it. A little more, a little more barbarian even than the filmation. Like he looks a little more battle ready. Yeah, know? and that's that's like I said. That's why I like this version. Yeah. Um. In in, in like from the toy design, even though like 2000X up until I I started dipping my toe into the classics pool, 2000X was my happy spot for even the figures for a while. And now it's like, you know, there's my 2000X. Ah! <laughs> I had a there's feeling that was going to happen at that some point during this episode. Yeah. Eh, whatever. It he is was what putting it all is. the figures there beforehand, and I just I'm just thought, all happy, and I'm juggling everything, and yeah, pff, everything I, goes crazy. I just thought in my head, I'm like, he's going <laughs> to knock his camera down at some point here, because he's putting those guys right by it. I'm just having way too much fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there is something to that design that it lends itself more to like the, like you said, the battle ready adventurer more uh-huh. than, than just the, 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 the streamlined filmation feel of it and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the action in it, the, in that show to me was like, yeah, this is definitely showing we're stepping up the game. So that's mm-hmm. why he's looking the way he looks because he goes through hell and back on some of those episodes. No, oh, absolutely. That's why I love it. <laughs> and and he's less. He's got the superpowers, but I feel they're a little more limited. He's he gets mm-hmm. beat up quite a bit in the show. He has a limit to his strength. Um, and he's he's more immature. This is an this is an Adam who's he gets the power of Grayskull in the second episode. And we're continuing mm-hmm. on with him from there. And he does grow. He does learn. He does become better. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, he's the inexperienced He-Man. He's learning how to use his powers. He's learning what he's capable of. And and that you still get a bit of the wisecracking and everything like filmation, but you get more of a feel of a, of a boy trying to figure out how to harness his power, how to use his power for good. And you really feel the struggle between his dual identities in this show. Agreed, and, uh, and that's that's the thing with uh, like nowadays this this era in pop culture mm-hmm. started the ball rolling to everything needs to have an origin now. Yep, and I mean you started with uh, like two thousand the X Men movie hit, and then yep. two thousand two we had the Spider Man uh, Sam Raimi movie hit. And everything then had to be, let's tell the origin of all of these heroes so you're on board and you can go through the show. And the thing I like about that uh, with this series in particular is when you get to certain episodes like um, the Council of Evil, mm-hmm. for start. Let's just go there and just uh, – <laughs> this is one – we're saving this, and I'm not trying to get too too deep into it. We're going to save this for one of our really big anniversary episodes because yep. we're definitely going to go for it on that. But – that episode, the second part of it, really goes to show you how far Adam has already gone from the first mm. episode where the sorceress is saying, you, Prince Adam, you will be He-Man, the, the, the champion of Eternia. And he's like, and here's the champion of Eternia, man-at-arms, and he's willing to pass the buck because yep. he doesn't want to be that guy. And instead, on that episode, you have this moment where every single evil warrior is gathered outside of Grayskull, and it's just Adam holding the line, right. and he doesn't 
give up. Right. That is something that you wouldn't have seen on filmation. You see it here and you're getting to see these moments of, of him growing and embracing the responsibility, embracing becoming a leader and, a, and the ruler of Eternia when his dad's gone and stuff. And that's a huge part of the heart of this story yes. um, for me. So, but yeah, I, I will say, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I think, I think by the time we got here, this is kind of to me, this is kind of the middle ground between your early He-Man and your filmation He-Man, and this this He-Man's kind of in the middle. He's got yeah, a lot of yeah. the powers and attributes, but he's still got a lot of weakness. Um, yes. He never feels like Superman overpowered. Um, there are a lot of situations where he feels in over his head, and you can tell he's in over his head, but he's still mm-hmm. going to do the right thing. You know, he's still got that purity of heart. So, sure, I, I think um, I will say one thing that 2000X did with He-Man that I can agree with from certain people that don't like it is they turned He-Man almost into a weapon of mass destruction character. As he's the he's the final resolution to a problem, and in almost the same way how Voltron, anytime that something was yeah. going on, and you have all the the lions separate, it's like why don't you just form Voltron? Because the episode would be five minutes, you know. Yeah. Like it, it's the same thing here, where I felt like they did put the focus on Adam and his growth, and then the He Man was kind of like an auxiliary character of Adam. More than like in filmation, there was a sense of he's one in the same in that way. Yeah. There was this like Superman dual persona. This one, I feel like there was a little less of him feeling connected to everyone. And it was more he was this like, again, wandering warrior that he just show up in the middle of battle mm. and all that kind of stuff. And I kind of dug that. But there is an element of there's a lacking to He-Man's character in this one more than filmation at times, which, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to admit when it's, yeah. it, it's there's no perfect version. 2000 X is my happy spot, but I'm not going to say it's perfect all around. No, either, not you know? at all. <laughs> I think part of that also is it just didn't, it didn't have enough episodes. It's the shortest of, you know, of the ser- the cartoon series, you know. Yeah. And I think I, I would have liked to seen where they'd gone with it, you know. And hopefully he mm-hmm. would have grown to where they would have been a little more. I see what you're saying. I, I, but I think you probably would have gotten to a point where they would have been a little more synonymous. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, this was a period of time when everybody had to go back. Everyone had to go to the beginning. I mean, it's... You had to tell the origin. You had to start from the beginning. You had to tell how everything happened, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is probably the one thing that this that this era suffered from, honestly, is that sometimes some things just don't need an explanation. We don't need well, an origin. You know, we don't, we don't necessarily need to see all that. Not saying that He-Man in specific. I, I like seeing Adam get the power sword there. It worked for his mm-hmm. character arc and everything. And becoming He-Man for the first time. That worked. But there were some points in the series where it's like, yeah, you guys could have just left that alone as an unsolved <laughs> mystery. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But I, I I appreciated it just from the fact that every day when I was a kid, I got to hear ver- – he tells you the story. Yeah. But you never get to see the actual event of all that happening. Whereas right. – 
they gave that to they they gave Teela an origin. They gave Battle Cat an origin. Yeah. They gave Fisto, Manny Face. That they had all these origins for these characters. But every day you're given lip service to this origin of his <laughs> abilities, and I love that we finally got it here. And even that, I don't feel is like a hundred percent the way I want to have it. But right. it's it's enough to go. Thank you for at least giving that to me. Finally, like yeah. there's something in that way, you know. So no, I agree with that. But yeah, so that's what I got. So to me, though, those are your three main He-Men so far. I mean, there and there's been a lot of stops along the way. I mean, we we mm-hmm. didn't even touch, you know, the other mini comics, the like I said, New Adventures, the '87 movie. I mean, there there's a lot more to it. Definitely. Um, but but to me, it's just th- those are your three mains, though, so, and those are the usually the three camps that people are in. I think a lot of each works. I think Sean, for the most part, probably agrees. There for me, mm-hmm. for me, the de- the default to me when I think of human is filmation. It's always going to be that way. Two uh, thousand X holds a special place in my heart. That got me back into the universe. Uh, but to me, at the end of the day, like filmation's pretty much my groundwork. Yeah, and you know, f- like I said, for me, I was that kid that when I found out there was going to be a cartoon after reading the mini comics and having the records and the storybooks, my mind's like, they're going to tell all these stories about the the dual power swords, and they're going to do this, and they're going to do that, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, what? Like ha- the good guys already have Grayskull? What's this all about? You know? And I was all confused and. I, hey, you know the thing. The, I guess the main thing I always have to remind myself is, you might have started off with the one, but there's a conciseness in storytelling to to some of this that was needed in the beginning. Yep. We didn't get that. It was it was really like the brand was really. Uh, let's throw this at the wall. This might be awesome. Hey, did you know that we're going to put mini comics yep. in? Hey, did you know about our hour long special? And <laughs> you know, it, 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 like if you watch any of the documentaries out there, you're going to see how the beginning of this line really wasn't figured out. And it was daily. They were just coming up with things, obviously. And yep. um, like I said, there, there's something about the beginnings of it that to this day still draw my imagination to it. And it makes me happy to have started where I'd started with it. But uh, yeah, filmation, filmation still trumps any version of the transformation sequence. We've already had that talk. Yeah. That's true. We have. Like there, there is there, the only transformation sequence I know in 2000X that really pumped me up Keep is talking. in that three-parter. <laughs> it's it's in that three-parter of um, the the um, Council of Evil and the Last Stand because of the the simple fact that the chips were down so hard in that episode that um when adam finally gets the sword back you are ready for him to take the fight to skeletor um but beyond that yeah like filmation there's a there's this childlike wonder to that and the mini comics there is this kind of scary landscape to it that i always felt was more interesting to me as a kid i guess um and you know there's people who love it people that they don't love it so you know depends on where you come into the uh line i guess that was almost perfect timing all right 
Sorry about that. My headphones died. I had to get my wired ones out. So, where were Watch we Watch your now? hand gestures. Watch yeah. your hand gestures. <laughs> I shouldn't, Tonight was that night. So yeah. I shouldn't be able to pull the whole laptop down like you pulled your phone down. So, we should be good. That's... That's what I get for using my phone. That's all there is to it. Um, I just I just did my rant about He Man, and uh, yep. feel free if you have a little more, or if you're if you're good to go, well, we can do the typical outros, well, whichever I, you I wish. Wanted, I wanted to throw this out to you. All right. It occurred to me uh, as we were as we were talking there. Um, I know most people usually do the one side of this, but. What's one thing you feel that a new iteration of He-Man, after we talk about all these old ones, what's one thing you feel that a new iteration has to keep? And what's one thing from one of these iterations that you don't want to see again related to He-Man? All right. Well, the one thing it has to keep uh, for me is uh, it, I, you got to do it. You got to have the transformation. Uh, I mean, if you if you're talking like just He Man himself and not the transformation part, you have to have the transformation because that's just entrenched in everybody's minds that that is part of the core mythology now because of filmation right. so with doing that every afternoon. The dual afternoon. identity, the transformation. The dual identity. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. But yep. but you know my my hope is anything that they do with it from here forward would be more 2000 X more than filmation because. Sure. I like the idea that he doesn't look like He-Man. He might grow to become looking like right. He-Man at some point. But I like the idea that he doesn't look like a warrior when he's Adam and he's learning this stuff. And then, boom, he becomes this adventurer, you know, barbarian-looking warrior. And it's it's offsetting everything he can't provide when he's Adam. And then okay. Adam's providing the humanity that would be this guy that looks rugged and tough but he deep down is like he's there to help yep. you know like superman in that sense well, um, and that was going to be mine well since you took transformation and all that i'll do a different one because there is multiple stuff that i obviously there is multiple stuff that needs to be kept but um since you did that for me the thing that i would keep is the the good naturedness the kindness i don't want to ever see a a dark and gritty he-man like the the anti-hero he-man you know it just he's got to me he's got to be that friendly guy that good-natured guy you look at him and you're like this is the embodiment of good don't he-man doesn't need the shades of gray you know he can be presented with circumstances like that but for his, his character he needs to be the quintessential good guy you know so the, the thing that i'd say to that is mm-hmm. i the the way that I'd like to see He-Man portrayed now that I'm an adult and and like I don't know if they'll do this with Revelation because I'm curious since it's going to be targeted more at us than right. you know my kids at this point. I think the way that I would like to see He-Man done as a personality type mm-hmm. would be Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. Okay, he, he's got this stoicness to him. He has this he. He's capable in any situation when he pulls out the sword and he fights the ring wraiths in the first uh, in the fellowship movie. There was a sense of he's got everybody covered because he's the guy who can handle this situation. And and none of the hobbits could in that moment. And it's like you see him going head to head against all of them, torch in one hand, sword in the other. 
and he's got the he he's got this um he's got the heart and he's got this uh this this way about him where you can say, you know it's that whole i would follow you to the end kind of a right. feeling with this character and i'd rather i i'm i'm hoping it would be less filmation in that way and more that way for yeah. like a, an adult translation of it now um because I, I felt that was an amazing way to show a hero in those movies. Yeah. Like he, he didn't have to do morals. He just showed up and he, he let his actions let you know he's there to help and he's the hero. And well, stuff. That's, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not necessarily saying even like he has to sit there and preach or be morals or sure. anything. I'm just saying he needs to have that inherent kindness that, yeah. you know, he's not going to make fun of Orko, like really make fun of Orko. He's not going to you know, make fun of Mechanic. He's not going to, you know, you know what I mean? Like everyone wants to kind of put that spin on the heroes nowadays. Like, oh, look, he makes fun of the the lesser heroes and stuff like that. It's like, no, this guy, this guy's good. He's kind, he's good-natured. But yes, he will fight to the death. He will take Mm -hmm. down monsters, creatures, the evil warriors. Yeah, he'll fight, but that doesn't mean he needs to be, you know, a dark barbarian character. He Mm -hmm. needs to be that good-natured kindness, you know? Sure. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. So, so now your one thing that the, uh, you don't want to see him use again. Hmm. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. This one's harder, uh-huh. and I don't know why it's harder for me at this point. Um, because we can see the good in everything. Well, not, not <laughs> even that. Like I'm having a hard time thinking what really has yeah. bothered me because, like, even in filmation, it's an overall thing. It's not necessarily He Man himself that there's something about. I I don't want to see him overpowered to the point where he's throwing Castle Grayskull into space. That drives me crazy. The turning into a, a cyclone or a, a you yeah. know a whirlwind or what. I had a feeling you might stuff, go with the overpowers. Yeah. I it, well, it was either that or um, <laughs> the the other option that I would throw out there is I would like him to feel like like I said in two thousand X it felt like he was a WMD half the time yeah. where he would show up and that would be the resolution <laughs> and I'd like to see maybe some more some more depth to him that they couldn't do for 2000 X perhaps, but the overpoweredness for me, it's like, he's an adventure barbarian. He doesn't need to do superhero things. The the power of Grayskull makes him a warrior. It makes him uh, like somewhat of a tactician with knowledge and with, with maturity that Adam doesn't have and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's something that that's more than enough. Cause to me, it's like knowledge and power go hand in hand and yeah, he might be tough, but he's not going to be tough enough to like grab an entire army and throw them miles away. That drives me up the wall. It's too like you have to have a limit, sure. you know. And um, I, I, I completely I, agree with that point. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what's yours? Then, since I stole, if I stole yours, what's no, what's no, yours you're good. <laughs> mine was, and and I know you're going to say it kind of contradicts something that I would see. Uh, I said earlier. But for me, it's, 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 um, and going here again, we're talking if they were going to do a new iteration. So I'm going to be a little contradictory here, but I don't want to see that barbarian angle again. I don't, I don't need it shoehorned in there. I don't need you to try and make it fit. No, like you said, we need, we need the transformation. We need the Adam 
and that's it. Don't try and shoehorn in a barbarian angle, the the, the from the jungle origin, you know. Oh, uh, I gotcha. I gotcha. I thought you meant like don't make him look like the barbarian, like how He Man would typically look. Oh no, like, no, no. It, what I was in saying, that way, because that to me means barbarian. Okay, gotcha. No, we'll keep his look. I love his look. Yeah. But the the from the jungle, the tribesmen, you know, that whole mini turnia angle, like just drop it. It's it does mm. not fit anymore. Now mm-hmm. I know I said earlier that I would like to see like you know, how they would introduce it into that world. You know, yes, if you're going to do, like, a what-if, an alternate universe, nothing connected to the timeline, yeah, I'd like to see it. You know, I'd, yeah. I'd love to see any story. But for everything going forward, just drop that angle. Drop drop the mm. two halves of the power sword. You know, just... It just it doesn't work for me going forward. And every time they've tried to do it, it just feels shoehorned in. Or they do it by adding new characters... Which you know I hate even more because if you're got to add a whole nother character just to get this reference to the early origins, just don't do it. Just leave it out. It muddies the mm. water every time it's it's presented, in my opinion. And like I said, unless it's unless you're doing an alternate universe type of thing, which I would love to see that, just leave mm. it alone. See the the thing about the thing about He Man to me that I've come to the realization of, and I, I want to see what you think of this is He Man to me is almost like an unquantifiable character because at his heart it's always going to be Adam. Yeah. So in that way, it's like you almost it's Adam in disguise every time. It's not necessarily exactly. He Man is his own person. So uh, there's there's this weird like. I always had an issue with magic mm-hmm. in storytelling because magic was always a simple cheat code to get out of whatever if mm-hmm. written poorly, Absolutely. if written poorly. Um, and I would complain about that. And then I went and I would watch like 2000 X or filmation. And I'm like, well, here's somebody who's using magic in order to become something greater mm-hmm. than he can be. And it's, it's the weirdest thing. I've come to this realization in my thirties and forties. Like I love this character that basically is a mythic is a magical construct around a kid. Yeah. And it's weird to think of in that way <laughs> for me, because it almost makes that character a non-entity and it makes the kid, the, the, the driving force, but the look and the feel of that, that warrior yeah. at the fur, the front and foremost of the masters of the universe and all that. It's like, that was what inspired my imagination all those years ago. But and that's well, that's it. What do you think? Well, that's it to me because well, you're saying he's a non-entity because you know he's built around Adam. But to me, it's it's not that he's a non-entity. It's that he is Adam. I've said this many times on the show. Mm-hmm. I've said it many times in private. He is Adam. Yeah. When you're seeing Prince Adam, that's Adam. When you're seeing He Man, yeah. that's Adam. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not that he's a non-entity to me. It's that he's Adam. He's Adam being the best that he can be. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's Adam taken to the next level. And and I subscribe to a theory like with 2000X and even like Filmation wanted Adam to look different than He-Man. Uh, they wanted him to look younger and leaner. I am of the mindset that once Adam reaches a certain age, he's going to look like He-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't buy into this whole he looks like He-Man because that's what King Grayskull looked like. Mm-hmm. I think he looks like He-Man because that is what Adam is going to look like as he gets older. Um, 
and he will become this this character. And like I said, yes, He Man He Man is the powers, but it's just the powers added to Adam for me. So mm-hmm. he's he's always Adam, no matter whether he's transformed, not transformed, whatever. So that that's mm-hmm. how I look at. Yeah, it's 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 weird for me to go. I started with the mini comics and He Man, which is He Man, mm-hmm. and then to go to the other options like that messes with my head now. But it, again, you know, Filmation managed to bring some heart to Adam, mm-hmm. where you know, like it, typically I was like, "Who's this Adam guy? It's just <laughs> He Man. It's supposed to be." And then it's like, "Who's this Adam? He's this you know Johnny Come Lately guy that shows up and he just raises a sword, blah blah blah." Yep. But you know, Two Thousand X and and Filmation both had me going. Eh, there's some there's some qualities to this that work though and and but it, it is it is the weirdest thing to think of that though like what what you said makes sense but then it's like the weird thing is then the magical veil is lifted and there's this kid in front of all these big badass warriors behind him yep. and it's it, it, but again one of my favorite episodes showed he is that guy he is. the last stand exactly because he was right there in front I, I even brought that up while you had to step away yeah the whole idea he he stood his ground even with skeletor and everybody and he's just like i'm gonna blast you yeah. you know and it's like okay you know that because that exactly cred. <laughs> exactly so, and that at the yeah. end of the day is what it boils down to to me for from here on out he man is adam and that's mm-hmm. why that that whole other angle needs to be I mean, not forgotten, but, you know, like I said, if they want to do an alternate story and follow that that line, great. But to me, it's too far evolved f- to fit that into the main story, the main universe. Yeah, I mean, sure. you can't have both. And to me, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Adam being He-Man is the more compelling story. So. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, that's that's what I got <laughs> <laughs> for this hour of the night. Yeah, I, so I think that, that was He Man, folks. I think that's a pretty good, pretty good capper there. Like I said, uh, so thank you guys for t- uh, joining us along tonight. Here, I know it's a little break from the norm. We're getting used to doing these character spotlights. Uh, we will revisit He Man. We'll talk about some of these other iterations. Um, and next week we'll, we'll go back to our regular format for a little bit here, getting to the stories and everything. But me and Sean, we just need something a little looser tonight. We've both been having, <laughs> uh, it's been a week and it's only Wednesday. So yes. Uh, and I've had three hours a night of sleep if I've been lucky yeah. lately. So that was just like, you pick, let's not make it too difficult. I'm yeah. Like, Thank you. Yeah. Well, I've been after you like all week and you kept ignoring I, those yeah. messages. Well, it's I wasn't, like... I wasn't ignoring those. It was, it was just the whole, ah, what am I getting? What am I trying to get done in the next five seconds? Oh, the kids. Oh, this. Oh, that. So yeah. So basically I'm in fire, bad tree, pretty mode. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. Let us know down below, comment along. Let us know what your preferred version of He-Man is. Uh, tell us that we're wrong. For our preferred versions, that's fine. I got no problem with that. <laughs> um, I do ask though, drop. <laughs> that you that you like, share, subscribe down below. Um, we really appreciate all your guys' support. And uh, there's going to be some links down there. Check those out, too. Uh, I don't know what they're going to be yet, but they'll be down there. <laughs> uh, J.D. Gibson, White Dragon Films, hit me up uh, so I can get these addresses. I can get your prizes on the way. Shawnee, what you got for the fans? 
Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, go go watch some. Get, go read some mini comics. Watch some filmation. Do some two thousand X stuff. And yeah, to get, get into the heart and the soul of the the He Man that we were just talking about and have some fun. Because Lord knows, in quarantine, you need to have some fun nowadays. Yeah, as simple so as that. So, all right. Well, all we can leave you guys with is. Until next time. Until next time.